you people that know me, I'm a yellow pad guy. And I keep them in business, so I use this. And uh, Dr. Benson mentioned it. Yesterday I turned 78 years old. Did you hear me? I'm 78. Um, all the things that they talked about, these records, the things that have happened, without being at Coastal the last 16 plus years, it wouldn't have happened. It would not have happened. This place has been so good to me. Um, and I have so many people to thank, so many people to thank. And I'm going to start with Carolyn. When you hire Cliff Ellis, you get a double package, <laughs> a double package. She does so much. She's done so much for this community. Woman of the year in Conway, woman of the year in Auburn, woman of the year in Clemson. I'm just a little shadow compared to her. She serves as chair of the Board of Visitors here at Coastal Carolina for the Spadoni College of Education and Social Sciences. A lot of people don't know that. She gives her time and she gives her effort. So you get a double package. And she's been riding shotgun all these years. And I couldn't have done it without her. And it's been great. It's been great. My children, Chris and Clay, Anna Catherine, <laughs> I've, gone, I've been gone a lot. Your mama raised you. I did the best I could, but you know I loved you. But your support has meant a lot. My five grandchildren, two of which are here, Abby and Micah, my two son-in-laws, Mary Beth, my, my sister-in-law who flew up from Florida, and all my relatives that are watching. You're very special to me. Family is very, very important to me. It means the world. Coastal Carolina. Wow. Golly. I wouldn't be here without Billy Alford and Charlie Hodge. But it never happened. Charlie Hodge reached out to me through a friend, Danny Ford. Most of you know Danny. Asked me if I'd be interested in Coastal. Charlie asked Danny to call me. Then I called some people here and got me in touch with Jack Green. Uh, uh, with Jack Green got me in touch with Billy Alford. And it went from there. And I got to thinking, I said, Coastal Carolina, one winning season in 13 years. Division one, I love to build. I mean, the jobs I've taken, Cumberland, South Alabama, Clemson, Auburn, they all needed help. And that's what I did. I didn't choose Kansas, Kentucky, Duke. I chose building. And this place gave me that chance. The Atlantic Ocean, Grand Strand, check. Division One, check. Beach music, check. <laughs> um, so I'm very grateful to those people. I wouldn't be here without him. And then Dr. DeCenzo who hired me. Dr. Benson and I have just developed a special relationship. Um, he is a man that is well-written. I don't know if you know this, but he has a, a book that among educators today is just flying off the top of the charts. I've gotten calls from other universities some of my own universities saying, wow. 
He's nationally known. He's not just locally known. He's nationally known. And we all need to understand that. He's a, he's a man of character. Uh, plays the organ in his church once a month. Uh, and we've just, he's as good a man as I've ever worked for. Mad Hope, <laughs> it goes back to those days in, in broadcasting. And then we rode the bus during the Big South days when you were carrying the games. And then you became my supervisor. And what a job you're doing. What a job you're doing. And all the coaches that I've worked with here, Gilly's here, and all the coaches that are here, special. Just have loved it. And I can't, be, I can't go on without talking about the other places too, Cumberland College. Because every place that I've been able to go, we've all stayed close. We've all kept that bond. Cumberland College, Dr. Paul Stump, he's the president. Sammy Hatcher's on the board. He used to go to the games, you know, when I was there. They named the floor after me. <laughs> I wouldn't have had a chance without him when I was 26 years old. And then there's South Alabama. When I was 29 years old, I was the youngest Division I coach in America, along with one other guy who happened to be at Army. His name was Mike Krzyzewski. You probably know him. We were the youngest coaches. South Alabama gave me that chance. And one of my coaches and one of the greatest friends I've ever had came up here to be with me during this time, Robert Trammell, close friend, South Alabama. And South Alabama has a coach that came up under, under us here. He was here at Coastal that helped build those championship teams, Richie Riley. South Alabama, special place in my heart. Clemson, I get calls today. There's people here that are Clemson fans. Nicky McCarter, he's never let Clemson forget who Cliff Ellis is. He's, he's, there, he's on their board. Ipte people, <laughs> special, special those 10 years. An ACC championship, never been done before. Have a chance maybe to do it this year. I hope so. But special. Auburn. Again, Jimmy Rain, Zeke Smith, board members that just constantly stay in touch. Fly up here. Come by. It's uh, special. 25 years ago, we had the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Anniversaries. These are just memories that come back. And Kim Sellers is here representing Auburn. She flew in. She and Tommy Tuberville family are just like that. And we were all close. Tubbs and I coached together, Joe Champy, all those people, we stayed close. Those are the bonds that are created. And I can't thank these places enough. Coaching contemporaries, Gene Cady, Hall of Fame, right here in front, right here in front. Beat Bobby Knight more than Bobby Knight beat him at Purdue. Come on now. Beat Digger Felt more than, you know. Comes to all the games with his lovely wife, Kathleen. He's here. Joe Harrington. He was with Lefty. My man, Lefty. He's here. Coached at Colorado. Coaching contemporaries. We're a bond. You know, my ACC contemporaries. 
Coach K, Cremens, Odom, Lefty, the Valvado family, Gary, and all the coaches that were there, Pat Kenny, all of them. You've reached out. We're special. We're special. It's a special time. SEC contemporaries, Tubby, Stansberry, Wimp, Hugh Durham, Van Bredekoff, Dale Brown, and others. You know, just special. Special and those relationships stay the same. And then the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is a wonderful league. Do you see what Appalachia State did to my Auburn Tigers? You see what James Madison is doing? You know, it, it, it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. And I will always love the Sun Belt, and I'm going to tell you why. And Robert knows this story. In the 1970s, South Alabama, when I was hired, I was told, we got to turn this thing in three years. It's costing us money, or we're going Division II. Myself, Dr. Mel Lucas, our president, Dr. Whitten, we started a map and started to figure out ways that we could go. And the way was to help form a conference. We went to hotel rooms in Tampa, Jacksonville, Atlanta, and we pioneered the Sunbelt Conference that we're in today. And I am so proud to be one of those pioneers, to see what the Sun Belt is doing, to see now what is happening. We did that. I'm a part of that. I'm proud of that. In relation to that, there was a network that is covering this today. It was called ESPN. The next move what we did was hire Vic Bubas as a commissioner, the great coach at Duke. Yeah, this is the guy. He's Duke. Man, he's the guy. We got our heads together. We put a plan together. Vic comes to us. I'll never forget him walking in, Ramada Inn, Jacksonville, Florida. Cliff, got something going. Now you got to be with me on this. There's a place up in Bristol, Connecticut, that has got a place, a thing called ESPN. He said they're doing bike racing and stuff like that, but they want to get into basketball and the ACC and the SEC and the Pac-12, they've got their own networks. They will put us on TV anytime. I said, go get them if we have to play at 11 o'clock in the morning or whatever. This is national television. And I know ESPN is, but I'm telling you, the ESPN would not be where it is today without Vic Bubas, the Sun Belt Conference. I think we played 18 times on national television. And look what it did. People love basketball. They love basketball. You know, it wasn't just Packer and Thacker. It wasn't just about Joe Dean. It became a national name, and ESPN has taken off, and it's been established, and we were a part of that. These are things that are just beautiful in my heart, to know that when you set a, set a goal, something can happen. 
I got a call from CBS last night. I tried to, we tried to keep this thing under wraps. Couldn't. But CBS, I was their coach of the year in 1999. And I'm very appreciative of all the support that they've given me through the years. And speaking of ESPN, right here. ESPN, Pete Dertzis called me and he said, Cliff, got a problem. Now, Pete was at UAB when I was at South Alabama, but he was number two. He did the ESPN events. He, he's now retired. He said, the San Juan shootout, <laughs> we had a hurricane in this out. Man, I need a coastal area. <laughs> Man, can you help me at Myrtle Beach? Got Matt Hogue. Went to Brad Dean. Went to the mayor. Went to Randy Lee, Billy Alford, all the people. I said, we got a chance to bring something big here. ESPN will televise it. And we got it done. And every year that this is played, all it does is bring economic impact to this community and area, big time, big time. Because every year, every year, that coastal floor is gonna be, oh, they're in coastal Carolina. You can only play in it once every four or five years, but every year is coming. Next step, Pete Durst has called. Cliff, it went so well in Myrtle Beach. You think we can do a football bowl? Yeah, we can do a football bowl. Call the same people up, we roll, boom. Now you got a football bowl here. Economic impact. Now I understand Georgia Southern and, help me, Ohio are playing it. Gonna be here every year. Going to be here every year. ESPN, thank you. Thank you. John Feinstein, great writer. You've been great. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your support over the years. And thank, thank all of you people. Look, look at this media. Look at you. And Cornblue, I remember when you started. I was shocked that you came all the way down, but I, I remember you. I remember when you were a baby. I remember your first show. And all you guys, all, all you guys right here. It's just been wonderful. Brandon, all, all, all of you guys. It's been wonderful. It's been fun. It's been a journey. I won't forget it. I'm going to lose it here. Friends and supporters, jeez, the best. I can't call you names, take too long. Um, and finally, none of this could have happened without the wonderful players and coaches. That have worked with me. Your name's on this win list.
Be proud. Now, I came to the decision for these reasons. <clears throat> I had planned to retire at the end of the year. I really did. I really did. But in fairness to the staff and the players, I wanted to give them a chance to put it together and give Benny Moss and the staff this opportunity. Selfishly, I could have tried to get 10 or 12 more wins. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. Selflessly, I want them to have it. Nine new faces, good players, good staff. A lot of freshmen. They'll peak in January. They will. You watch. They'll do it. They'll do it. And I'm going to help them. I'm not going to leave them cold turkey. I'm going to be a consultant for them. I'm going to do that. Now, a huge reason for all this is the transfer portal in the NIL. It's on an unsustainable path for intercollegiate athletics. It is. We've lost key players the last three years. I'm a teacher of the game, but lately when I teach and the player peaks, somebody comes and takes them. I've faced many challenges in these 50 plus years. And this is the first challenge I've not been able to overcome. I do very much agree, and I want everybody to understand this, that college athletes deserve compensation. Coaches, universities, conferences, the NCAA benefit insanely from the economic success that college athletics has created, and the players rightly deserve some compensation for being the major creators of the success. But there has to be a cap somewhere on all this, and there has to be transparency. As with all unbridled economic development, the possibility for unfair advantage and fraud and underhanded misuse of the intended purpose of the structure exists today. I'm seeing and hearing all kinds of horror stories. I mean, millions and millions of dollars for a quarterback seems insane to me. We have the NFL. We have the NBA. A few years ago, universities giving a t-shirt could invite an investigation. Now several million dollars might get you a quarterback. Come on. I hear of players transferring, understanding they were going to get a certain amount of money to go in and find out that they didn't get the kind of money they thought they were going to get or were told to get. Now players are suing universities. Players are at, today, they're suing universities. Where are we going? Where are we going? The past few years, I felt like a general manager. Looking at the draft board for available players and realizing if we don't have money in a collective, we will not have much success. Well, right now, we don't have any money. We don't. 
I will continue to spend the rest of this year and whatever other time it takes needed to help CCU maneuver through this landscape, it is now my mission to explore ideas and methods for addressing the changes that are occurring. I'm going to serve as consultant with the coaching staff and with these players through the end of the year. Carolyn and I will continue to serve the community with our foundation. Our mission is to help at-risk kids on the Grand Strand. Last night, we helped host an event for kids that are at risk. 15 years ago, when us, along with several other people, started this, we raised $8,000. A year ago, we raised $190,000. That's what kind of community we have. Today, and most importantly, I am calling on Congress the NCAA, and all who have influence in the arena of college athletics to mend the damage created by the sudden and unfettered introduction of the transfer portal and NIL and its funding into college athletics. Case Britain's here. You're with the legislature here. There's state laws. Start working on it. Help us. Help us. Solutions may include some type of cap on player compensation, certainly transparency in all transactions and on revenue sharing. We need to know what everybody else is doing. Nobody knows what anybody's doing. Thank you again to all of you. I've enjoyed you. I will still enjoy you. I love you all. Thank you, God, for the gifts. Now let's move on to the next chapter. Thank you. Thank you.